0: Hi Sai,
1: how are you doing? Hey Carly, I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
0: Yes, all good. What's been happening in your world?
1: What's been happening? Well I've got a super exciting update for you. <laughs> Do you? I'm uh, I'm I'm wearing new headphones today. Oh no, I, I say new. <laughs> Do you ever you ever have to like root around for a spare sex your others broke and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. found in a drawer, still in the little packet? You know the ones you get free with the phone? Yeah. Normally a bit of crap. So I've got <laughs> I've got those on today. Yes. yes. yesterday I was walking back from the gym and you know when suddenly your music cuts out and then you realise yeah. the cable that joins your phone has just gone a bit crappy. Yeah. So when oh, it's at I a see. certain angle, so you, you put it back in your pocket like really carefully and the music's still playing and then in your pocket, the cable just shifts a little bit and it cuts out. Oh, the, the first world problems, eh?
0: Oh my God, you poor thing. How are you surviving?
1: I know, right? I know. I hope, I hope <laughs> the listeners are really feeling my pain now. So, uh, but t- touch wood, these headphones seem to be working. I can hear you okay, yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's good. So, well, let's uh, welcome, our guess, to uh, Kick-Ass Employer Brands, the podcast. Um, they can hear you loud and clear because you've got your new uh, cheapy headphones on.
1: Poor them. Poor them. That would have been an easier <laughs> Um So, have
0: you got Employer Brand of the Week?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I have. So it's, um, we can call it employer brand of the week, but they, as, as a brand, they've not necessarily been doing the best in other areas. Okay, okay. So I want to kind of just caveat that, right? Yeah. Employer brand,
0: employer brand,
1: employer brand, of the week. And so the, the brand I was going to mention is um, Activision. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're probably not a gamer, Carly. I, I can kind of, yes, no, so They they do, um, big games like Call of Duty. Uh, so they're, they're big in the kind of the video game world and they have been called out in the past for having quite a bad and toxic culture, right? So when I caveat and say, yeah, not yeah. saying that necessarily they're a great place to work, but what they did do is they they, they kind of realized that they had this massive population of, of gamers who play their games, who play, you know, several million people play Call of Duty online um, and they decided to actually use it as a channel to advertise some of their vacancies. So they had a, pop-up appear on the game for all of these people that basically said, you know, ever thought about actually, you know, working for us, working ah, in the gaming industry. That's interesting. Because they, they, yeah, yeah, they obviously yeah. made the connection that people who, yeah. who program and develop quite yeah, of often course, yeah. you know, play the games as well. Play right? the games, of course. Yeah. So they suddenly realized they had this market of several million people that they could get in front of, like, really clearly. So it's just, it was just a great example of, you know, yeah. understanding your kind of channels and uh, getting in front of people. And not not everyone has that luxury, right? We don't all have a yeah. platform that does that. But it was it was it was interesting. I've, I've never kind of considered that, and it kind yeah, of opened my eyes is. a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good idea.
1: Yeah,
0: I had some interesting insight actually that I was going to share. So not an employer brand of the week, um, but some uh, an interesting survey um, that an HR service company called Remote um, ran, and it was to find out actually what are the um, the most popular work perks.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. And
0: I thought it was interesting because, uh, it kind of points to the fact that, you know, you need to keep refining your EVP and also thinking about, I guess, the environment and kind of external impacts. Because, um, actually the top perk right now, according to this survey, was flexible, um, working hours and company funded retirement, um, plan. Um, they were up there. Um, but actually, it was the overtime that was number one. Oh, wow. So, um, and I feel like that's, you know, linked to a kind of cost of living. You know, people want the opportunity to be able to kind of work more hours and kind of boost their kind of basic pay. Yeah. And I'm not sure that a lot of companies would realize that that's kind of up there right now. Um, and also up high are kind of early finishes on a Friday, four day working week, uh, miscarriage leave. Um, so, I, you know, I just think it's kind of interesting to always kind of keep an eye on your kind of, you know, EVP and what you're offering uh, to, you know, make sure it's hitting the mark. So I thought I'd share that.
1: Oh, thank you. That is super interesting. Some other interesting stuff in there as well. Um, but it's funny, isn't it? Like, it, I guess I was reading the other day about people taking sort of second jobs, um, you know, for the same sort of reasons, make ends meet. And then on, you know, on the other hand, we've still got the importance of work-life balance for other people who would consider reducing their hours and stuff. So, it, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of, I guess it's not one size fits all. It's, it's making sure you've got something for everyone.
0: Yeah, definitely. But no, really interesting. So I would like to introduce our uh, guest um, today, He was going to be uh, Lee Nichols. He's the head of attraction and recruitment marketing at Reckitt. Have you heard of Reckitt before? I
1: haven't. No, I haven't. No.
0: But you will have no- heard of their brand. So they're a manufacturing business specialised in hygiene, um, health and nutrition products. Um, and you know, some of their big brands are like Dettol, Durex, okay. Eurofen. Yeah. So uh, w- you know, what's quite interesting is actually that, you know, attractive brands to work for. Um, so it'd be interesting to speak to Lee about actually how do you get, you know, that out there in, you know, as part of that employer brand story because, you know, n- neither of us had heard of Wreck It kind of before today.
1: Awesome. Okay. Looking forward to it. Let's uh let's speak to Lee. Let's
0: do it. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for joining us on kick Employer Brands, the podcast.
2: Great to see you. Great to speak to you, at least.
0: <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about you, um, Lee, and uh, kind of what you do and kind of how you got into employee brand space.
2: Yeah, great. Thanks. So, um, so say um, Lee Nichols, I'm currently um, uh, head of recruitment marketing attraction at Reckitt. Wreck its kind of 40,000 people, uh, uh, FMCG with kind of brands like Dettol and Jurex and, and um, lots of great brands like that. So, um, in itself, has some really interesting employer brand challenges, which I'm sure we can get into a little bit today. Yeah. But um, I, I guess I found myself in employer branding a, a little bit by chance, but I guess I'm just kind of pursuing things that really kind of got me out of bed in the morning, which was this kind of joy of creativity and and working with brands but also trying to help companies be at their best and I guess over time with a little bit of HR and a little bit employee comms yeah I kind of find myself over the last few years in employee branding which is kind of somewhere where I kind of really describe my 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 professional home at the moment
0: yeah and when you're down the pub with your mates how do you describe what you do (laughs)
2: <laughs> well I, I keep them kind of uh, without glossing over a little bit um but yeah in essence i think we just describe it as kind of helping us as an employer market you know roles and opportunities that yeah. candidates around the world i think the thing with employer branding you know it's about keeping it as simple as possible at some times to have the, the best results i think even as i describe it you know it's really about helping us you know reach you know talk to the right people so that they can you know, potentially choose us as a, a place to work and give yeah. something back you know through, through time with us
0: yeah um so i'm interested in your perspective lee because you've worked kind of agency side uh, yeah. kind of looking at employee brands and kind of company side so i'm interested in i guess how's that different and i guess you know the different challenges
2: yeah um Firstly I'd I'd recommend it to anyone actually for me well for me personally it's been um, brilliant I think um, the great thing about being inside an organization you really do feel like you can get your arms around one proposition there's so much depth to it you know so many different conversations happening every day because I think you know we talk about employer branding in its entirety but there's hundreds of different actions and projects and um, initiatives going on all the time that you're trying to fine-tune i think from an outside perspective you get the best of an industry or you get the best of seeing what great organizations are doing around the world um, you typically get um, into certain areas with agency i've been quite fortunate it's quite strategic mm. but saw you know kind of partnering data teams and creative teams and digital teams but I think you get a bit more repetition in the agency world, albeit with a lot of great organisations. Mm. Where, as I say, um, I love that world. You know, really did enjoy it. Um, it's fast. It's really entertaining. It, it's varied, but but there's also something about you know having expertise, that depth of mm. you know being able to really sit in an organisation where you know it becomes more complex in some ways i think when you're an agency you're really focused on what your clients need and you want to deliver brilliant results for them but you know when you're in there sat alongside your comms partners your hr but you know business leaders you're really solving talent challenges every day yeah you know it has to work in the moment whilst also working out what your global proposition is i always think lee that when sort
1: of agency side we kind of got the easy job we kind of like come in and help them establish it and then we kind of disappear into the sunset to keep it alive they've got to bed it in all of the areas you know to make sure that it, it lives breathes it evolves and all of that stuff absolutely how, 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 how have you found that kind of like longer journey
2: yeah you know there were, there was a couple of roles back you know did it in-house then and and that's phenomenal you know from having a, a reputation as a company then going on and developing an employer brand and taking that employer brand through the ups and downs of any business, you know, it's got to work hard on, you know, we talk about it every day around attraction, right. And recruitment and, you know, kind of, um, comms and reputational, but also it's got to create experiences for your employees. That's where it really kind of lives or dies. So I think when you're, when you're in that organization, you've really got to see it through, you know, you've really got to recognize that, you know, from a piece of content on the website, you know, some employee somewhere is going to hold you up to that because they're going to experience something that's you know different or not. And I think you know that's the the pride comes from. Yeah, you have pride agency when you see work, you know, and the client takes it on and they love it and you see it go on to thrive. But you know, you're right. You do watch it go off on the horizon. Whereas when you're um, in that organisation, you, you know, you really are. You you never get there. I think is my observation. There's always something else to do. Because the thing with employer branding and recruitment marketing is, you know, we've got to be in the moment. The world keeps changing around us. You know, our audience, our talent needs keep changing. So, how do we keep pace with the world, let alone try and get ahead of it? You
1: know, super interested to hear a bit more about, about kind of wreck it and you mentioned some brands, uh, you know, under that umbrella. So, how, can you tell us a bit about the employer brand there and how that all kind of balances?
2: Yeah, so what, you know, we we've, we've we've got a lovely, you know, the thing about Reckitt, you know, the reason I joined Reckitt was um at the time when the conversation started, I didn't really, well, I didn't know who Reckitt was. Um, but what I quickly realized was Reckitt's been part of my life, well, you know, it had been part of my life from childhood, you know, through myself now having my own family, you know, we the products um that we have are in our homes around the world you know it was phenomenal it was a wonderful discovery and i think you know having the opportunity to go to an organization that had real and relevant products really working hard every day you know i remember through kind of covid spraying you know bags down with dettols they came through and then and then suddenly realizing you know this was an organization that i had the chance to join but professionally that observation I have, which was, okay, who's Wreck-It? Oh, wow, that's yeah. Wreck-It. You know, that's our challenge. Yeah. You know, um, we, we we get, you know, we've been a bit overshadowed by other organizations. And yet behind that, the excitement is our proposition. I think it's quite unique, very honest. It's very authentic. So for me, having, you know, 200-year organization with relevant, you know, kind of some, you know, low brand awareness, you know, and to take that, is, is incredibly exciting so you know I don't think we're any different to any other organisation you know every organisation has their own challenges you know their own opportunities to you know find more candidates and we're no different to that but I think you know what I thought about Record was it's just an untapped mm. you know world of possibilities where we had I had the chance personally to to build a new function out from the beginning and, you know, six months on starting to see that flourish is incredibly exciting. Yeah.
0: I did exactly the same thing, Googled It and then had a look on the site and I was like, oh my <laughs> God, they do that and they do that. Yeah. So.
2: Absolutely. And you know, and that, you know, professionally, that's great, right? You've got a, in today's world as well, given everything that's going on in the real world, you know, the health, hygiene, nutrition is a fundamental kind of, you know, need necessity for all of us so like i say to to do an employer branding role in an organization with so much potential but to very quickly feel proud of our product is you know for me kind of purpose and professionalism come together i think is quite exciting
0: but what you mentioned challenges lee what are those challenges for you right now
2: well we're you know we we we've had i was going to say start again that's unfair we're starting to build a proposition from like i said it's all there you know, we've got great people. We've got great offer across all the things you would expect in any EVP. But, you know, we need to kind of make connection with more audiences. So, you know, we're really building out all our content and channels um, from the beginning. You know, if you, if you see anything of Wreck-It, you will want more. And I think that's the challenge. You know, it's limited in what we've said and been able to do so as you'd expect you know building out relevant content across all of our channels um, better understanding who those audiences are at the moment so again you know we're not just holding red uh, record in one, um, one position we're working out how we can be a bit more agile with our messaging to connect with very different audiences around the world you know from that we're, we're working hard on our, our, our messaging our, our channel activation and also the technology. You know, how can we ensure that once we have started making contact with these both active and passive candidates, we're bringing them through a great, you know, kind of candidate experience with regards to having a bit more empathy with what's going on with candidates, really putting them at the center of the process, Um, you know, not because of our scale, letting them believe in any way that they're a number because they're they're definitely not. So I think if if you looked at any 101 employer branding kind of strategy, we're very much, in the heart of that, at the moment, working our way through a lot of projects, um, you know, um, and a lot of kind of really establishing some great foundations, actually. And that's from a global positioning. And also while the kind of the localized teams work out really how we go to market in a more kind of agile and sophisticated way so that we can help, you know, the, our TA teams and our HR directors, um, you know, hit some of those, those kind of people challenges we've got in a time where, you know, manufacturing's challenged, you know, around the world. So, um, you know, it's exciting times, but lots of you know, really varied and interesting projects.
1: You said 40,000 people.
2: Yeah, yeah thereabouts. Um, you know, that's the kind of number we quote, but yeah, you know, kind of um, a significant number all around the world and, and a mix of job functions, as you expect. You know, supply and manufacturing is a massive part of what we do. Um, as is kind of marketing and sales, but R&D, um, as well as, you know, kind of all the group functions. Too many to list, but yeah, a real kind of varied um, offering right around the world regards to, um, you know, kind of people at very different lifestyles and life stages.
1: Sounds like a real sort of scale challenge. And I, I, You know, I don't know if you can talk about this, but I'd be super interested to hear what an employer brand team would look like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one thing about Racket is, you know, we, the whole, everything, you know, certainly trying to do an employer brand is about, you know, kind of authenticity and transparency wherever we can. But in essence, yeah, you know, we're building out a team um, that has, you know, globally, we can kind of set the agenda, set the strategy, which is obviously, you know, a big part of what I do, but also in council with our kind of TA leads and our HR directors. I think, you know, one thing with employer branding, you know, it's a lot more powerful when it's joined up, you know, when you truly are one brand working with your different stakeholders. So I think from a central point of view, we're setting that how do we build a global brand that is consistent in its experience and its narrative while also setting up recruitment marketing leads in regions. So for North America, Europe, Europe, Kind of South Asia, Middle East, Africa, where they're able to kind of partner again the TAs and the HRs and the operations to really kind of activate locally. So I think globally we set the agenda. We look for consistencies across our platforms, our messaging, you know, our partners, you know, whether they're digital partners or job board partners or um, review site partners. But at the same time really kind of helping the recruitment marketing leads in regions then lead that that voice to their candidates so you know enabling them to have the insights and data they need to know where to go and find their people and then taking the direction from global but you know making sure it's it's agile and it's flexible in market you know i think globally we want consistency but we don't we, we're not one dimension we're not two dimension the employer brand has to be organic and i think you know, in the past, we've, we've, I've spent too long trying to really finesse an EVP. You know, you, you keep trying to get the words right so that everybody signs off on it. Well, actually, I think it's now about the principles. It's about common um, offering, but allowing it to speak differently and, and kind of connect with audiences differently. And, and I think that's where we're trying to build our model
1: that balance of, like you say, simple principles versus the
2: kind of depth, I think. Yeah, you know, look, EVP, employer value propositions, whatever you want to, you know, they've got to change, right? The model has to start to change, in my view, in my view. Um, that I think, yeah, absolutely, we they have to reflect that employee voice. You know, they're the people that really live their employer brand, right, every day, which is those 40,000 people, you know, it doesn't really matter what I say. we do for our channels if our employees aren't saying the similar thing so i think we've got to get a lot better at kind of you know playing back what's going on every day and letting that kind of flow out to audiences through better advocacy and through our channels but you're right you know we, we can't have a solid evp that you know just sits there kind of defining the message every time i think we use it for a bit of consistency but also recognizing it's got to keep evolving it's got to keep changing you know it's the only way we stay relevant as an employer
0: yeah and um, we do um, employ a brand of the week on each episode and uh, Sh- uh, Size shared an interesting one uh, earlier which is a gaming company who are um, reaching kind of potentially new recruits via their games and I thought oh my god that's okay. really interesting so it just had me thinking when you're talking about the brands actually could you uh, target people kind of via the brands who might be interested?
2: Oh, it, look, it, of course it's possible. I think it really comes back to just really where you sit with your kind of your, your global brand and your employer yeah. brand. You know, for us, for me personally right now and, and the team, you know, it comes back to that, why did I join wreck which is that kind of low brand awareness of Wreckit. You know, it's an important part. We all work for wreck Irrespective of the brands we represent, I think a big part of the opportunity with Wreck-It is that chance for progression and variety once you come mm-hmm. in, the chance to move around the business. So, um, absolutely, somebody may choose to join us because of their connection with our brand, but for us personally, mm-hmm. it's about you know making that connection with with Wreckit at the mm-hmm. moment. But but nevertheless, the brands do play a part, and they do play a part for us. You know, quite often they are still the hook to get somebody yeah. interested. But, but I think the, the un, big unveil for us is once you start to get to know It, you know, and then you do start to see some of those kind of uh, possibilities and the attributes that come with that organization, you know, not just the brands themselves.
1: Uh, can I pull you back to something you, you, you mentioned earlier, Lee, which I can't remember your exact wording, but something like it, it, it live through the, the experiences of some of the employees? Yeah, have you seen any sort of nice examples of kind of bringing that to life in the past, either where you are now?
2: Well, I think I think a big part of what we're trying to do is, um, and we're not there yet, right? But it is about helping our people confidently talk a bit more about their experiences. And I think you know, for us, we are with the record Story trying to be, you know, kind of more relevant as an or or be relevant as an organisation. You know, show that. For most people, we've got a proposition here that might connect with them, if not today, tomorrow. But I think, um, you know, the reality is, again, using words like kind of, you know, the user generated stuff, the advocacy It's so important to any employer brand. And I think we have to get comfortable in the employer brand space that it has to continue to play a big, if not bigger part of what we do. I think, you know, that is the glue that joins up what people read or, you know, kind of come across in the channel. So I think um, some of that I think is just give employees confidence to go and talk about it a little bit more. I think, you know, sometimes, you know, you can be worried about what you can and can't say, um, you know, how do I promote the business? But yet you do it every day comfortably with friends and family. So for me, it's about, um not just the tools and, you know, the channels, but just kind of that encouragement, um, you, know, no, you know, encouraging people to go and talk about those experiences and encourage people to kind of look at roles and look at content and, and just take a closer look. And, you know, nothing else that helps us build that awareness. But on the great days, it's connecting people with roles as well. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, like all organizations, our people are a very good judge of, other people who may want those roles you know they work here every day they will understand what great looks like from a candidate's um perception as much as anybody else in the business
1: carly is it final question it is the question we ask all our guests is uh, if you had sort of one tip to share with those kind of budding employer branders out there
2: um i I i think i i touched on it earlier which is around um kind of being comfortable that the employer brand is playing out in hundreds of different ways every day inside and outside the organization. And and to kind of, um, you know, to, to be able to um, manage those little interactions, I think is, is really important. But also just kind of recognizing that they're happening, um, you know, understanding those little moments of experiences uh, an individual is having through um through recruitment on joining when leaving um and, and just trusting you know as you start to build knowledge of that trust in your instinct you kind of learn about those things i think in in our world like i say we focus on these big projects um these big deliverables and yet you know you've, you're taking in so much information every day you know just trust those instincts sometimes um, you know, you, you know sometimes um, where to take the employer brand, or you know what kind of projects to lead into, and I'd encourage any employer brand expert to do that. Um, you know, trust instincts a little bit more, keep learning, and listen to, from people around you. But you know, be kind of confident in in kind of some of those smaller decisions as well, because they can make a big difference.
1: Greatly, thank you. That's a, that's a, an awesome final tip. So, Look, thank you so much for for taking the time today. It's been lovely chatting.
2: Very insightful, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, thanks, Lee.
2: No, thanks, and it's uh, great to speak to you both. So, um, thanks so much, and good luck with it all. Thank you. Take care.
0: That was a great conversation with Lee. Uh, I I loved what he said about, um, I guess, the whole EVP model has to change. I guess because I think for him it feels a bit too kind of fixed in the moment, whereas actually it needs to be kind of, you know, I think he said it needs to kind of keep pace with kind of what's happening around the world.
1: Um, yeah, sorry that was interesting. no, that is, and, and and I, you know, he was. I felt like he was quite honest, and you know, we've, we've seen so many companies who do get really obsessed by the, the the kind of minute detail of the of the wording and things, and actually, what you what you're looking at are some core principles that can kind of flex and move with you. Um, so no, it was a it was it was nice chatting to Lee, and I, you know, imagine that that kind of scale with all of those, um, you know, kind of globalised, you know, sort of local experts, etc. must be a, bit, a big challenge. So. Um, So hats off to him. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us for Kick Ass Employer Brands, the podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. So
1: see you then, Carly.